Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom and I'm joined by directors Chris Diamond and Mel Kanarek. Hi both. Hello. Hello. And our guest today is Phil, the man behind the popular and extremely useful Help Sheffield Twitter account. We're going to be talking to him about all things related to the account soon and Sheffield. But first, we must say thank you to our studio, where we are, to Rebel Base Media. Uh, This is uh, in Sheffield Technology Parks. We're back in here. We've not been here for two or three months. It's lovely to be back. This is a dedicated podcasting studio for the city. You can hire it yourself and you can even ask them for production help. Or you can use their podcast hosting service, Captivator, like we do. Um, and uh, so thanks to them. And uh, that's it. So uh, f- thanks for joining us, Phil. You're welcome. Um, we always like <laughs> to start with uh, what I'm, I'm the only person in the world who uses the phrase potted history, but uh, I'm sticking with it after all this time. So could you t- give us a little potted history, a bit of your background, what you do and that kind of thing? Is it like potted meat? It, uh, exactly like potted meat. Okay. <laughs> um, so it began early in the um, late seventies um, with birth. Um, I was born and bred in Sheffield um, and I've lived here all my life apart from a stint at university in Derby and I lived in Pullen for two years but that's probably another story Um, and then in terms of the help Sheffield um, that began around seven years ago are we doing that bit now? How it began, or do you want history of Yeah, me? go for it. Well, okay. what, do you, what do you do? What's your... Um, I actually work in IT, although I know nothing about computers. I'm actually an IT trainer in schools. So ah. I drive around to schools in England and Wales and tell them how to use one of two computer programs that the company I work for developed. Um, so it's more of a talking game rather than actually knowing how to use systems or mm-hmm. anything like that. I just point and click and continue <laughs> to waffle until someone kicks me out of the school. Um <laughs> Uh, so, well, yeah, Help Sheffield. So, uh, so what made you start it in the first place? So it began with a tweet from S6 Photography, who was at the Sheffield Town Hall doing a wedding. Um, and during the day, that day, there, were, there was snow on the peaks. So the person who was supposed to be coming to play a cello at the wedding couldn't get over the peaks to come and play at the event. <laughs> so we put a tweet out saying, can anybody... Um, send a musician our way so that we can save this wedding. Oh. I retweeted it and nothing happened. And I thought, oh, I feel a bit disappointed that no one's replied to that. I had about three followers personally. So I thought, all right, I'll stick it N- off. None of them cellists. No, I didn't Didn't know any. Um, and then so I put it on Facebook and a friend of a friend drove from Chesterfield and played uh, music at the wedding and sort of saved the day, oh, earned himself wow. 60 quid. And then I thought, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Um, and then sort of four days later, me and my friend were in the pub and he went, oh, I told him the story. He's like, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Um, I said, wouldn't it be good if you could just do that, stick something out, a tweet about Sheffield and someone comes to your rescue and sat in the pub there and then we set up Help Sheffield. And so it began, which is nearly seven years ago. Yeah. Um, my friend who started that with me, lasted all of three weeks. (laughs) Um, He he has returned to do the podcast that we've started in the last year or so, but he's actually done no tweeting for seven years. So it was meant to be us, and now it's just me. Right. And what is it? So so if someone doesn't know what the Help Sheffield Twitter account is and what it does, can you... Follow it for one thing straight away. Yeah, that'd be useful. Course, yes. be nice. Um, so the premise is quite simple. If you've got a question, anything to do with Sheffield, or not always to do with Sheffield, actually, I do answer other things that aren't Sheffield related. So if you've got a question that is about Sheffield, I will in the first instance try to answer it if I can. I will answer it. And then if I think there's other possible answers, retweet it as well. If I have no idea what the answer is, I will retweet it. And then the followers generally answer that question tenfold over mm. with various different recommendations. So your question could be absolutely anything that you want and you'll almost always get a response from some kind soul somewhere out there in the Twitter sphere. 
How many followers has the account got? Um, 23,564. <laughs> and are they, are they mostly, do you know, are they Sheffield people or are they from the, all over? They're largely Sheffield people, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I started it, or when we started it, um, we had a discussion in the pub saying, how many people do you reckon tweet in Sheffield? And I don't know how, what starting point we got from, but we decided there were 20,000. And now you got they, them all then. Yeah. So I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's doing all right. It had a bit of a growth spurt in the middle and it sort of plateaued. I think there's just not that many people joining Twitter that most people who joined seem to follow me. So it's, I think there's 23,000, whatever I said before, yeah. many tweeters yeah. in Sheffield. But yeah. There's a certain uh, genius to the name. I know it sounds really simple, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from a branding perspective. <laughs> from a branding perspective. But I think uh, you automatically kind of, you know what to expect from the account. And that idea of uh, of when you, if you retweet something and it's a question from somebody, I think if you're from Sheffield, the fact that it's, it's help Sheffield, it's, it's almost like a plea as well as a, as well as a description of what you do. So I think there's something in that. So that you don't, you just explained it perfectly, but in, in many ways you could probably just, you just know if you see a, a, a retweet and there's a question involved and if you're from Sheffield and you follow the account and you see it, you just have a check to see if it's something. That do, can I help? Yeah, mm. I think quite a lot of people quite surprise themselves by how much help they give. I don't know how people interact with the account. I don't know if people just sit and stroll through all the, my dozens and dozens of requests for help every day, but certain people do return and reply a lot where um, I think I've probably got about a hundred people who are the mainstays of the hand answering right. setup. So it does seem to be the same people over and over again. But I know quite a few people have said, I just really like the helping. Um, I think yeah. the account's nice, but I just get a buzz out of helping someone, whether yeah. they take on my advice or not. It's just like, a, oh, I'll just reply to you. It makes me feel good and hopefully they get something sorted. I think it taps into that natural desire to want to be helpful, which I think most of us have. And then also because it's it also taps into the identity of, you know, I'm from Sheffield. Mm, it's the yeah. Help Sheffield account. Sheffield is, you know, a big village and everybody talks to each other and we help each other out with stuff. It's part of our DNA in a way. I think Twitter especially does seem to have a, well, I know we all get accused of surrounding ourselves in an echo chamber of niceness, contrary to what we talked about before this podcast started. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think there is definitely a, um, a sort of desire to, because it's other fellow Sheffield people, if I was sticking things out there from a man in Peking or something, if that is still even exists, Beijing this week. <laughs> anyway, geography, I've only got a degree in it, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, so if it was someone like that, I think there'd be less interest, but it's the immediacy, the helping the Sheffield villagers, as you say, yeah. um, all sort of contribute to how people do interact and get on with that. And how much time do you spend Oh, Every it's day a on question it. that everybody asks me when I start saying <laughs> that's what I do. And the answer is much less than you think I do. Yeah. Um, I've sort of got it down to a fine art. But um, so as I say, if it's just retweeting something, obviously that's one click of a button. I scroll yeah. down, can't answer that, retweet, answer it if it's in my head. Sometimes if I've got a little bit more time, I'll Google things, which sort of frustrates me a little. I just think, just use Google. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever but, use that? You know, the, the website. Just, yeah. Just yeah. Think Google need, it. Yeah, yeah. Google this. I, I haven't. Cause I don't know if. Um, it's a bit rude. Yeah. No, yeah. Do that. I try not it's sort of really against my own persona, the way I try and portray yeah. myself on the account because I'm really quite, I'm very dry generally. Um, but I try to be nice to people and it's quite difficult, but, um, <laughs> I, I do my best because <laughs> you just get 
randomness and you're like I've yeah. sometimes just replied saying I think that was a joke not funny or something yeah. like that yeah. it's like I don't want to deal with that I don't yeah. know if you want me to engage with you if that'll make your day or what I don't know so I just I do try to be nice but I am quite dry sarcastic and yeah, yeah. so so you started us off with that lovely story about rescuing the, wed- the wedding and yeah. being able to get a, a cellist or a performer for it have you got any other standout stories that stick in your mind I think the one that's probably my favourite um, a lady in America who'd moved to America from Sheffield sent, put out a tweet and just said, this is really random and I've got no idea if this anybody will take this up, but I forgot to post a birthday card to my mum, I think it was. It's about five years ago. I might have got the details a bit inaccurate. Um, so I just shared it and then about 200 people retweeted it and a bloke who lived around the corner from her mum went and bought a birthday card, wrote on it, took it to a house and then tweeted the photos within about 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> And this one was just like, right, I just put a tweet out there, <laughs> just hoping something would happen. And yeah. it sure happened. Enough, yeah. Yeah, 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 I really like that one. Um, loads of different things, though. Um, I was asking the other day, because what I'm thinking of doing is, um, well, some things for the podcast, and my podcast, I do a Help Sheffield one. Um, just lots of lots of random things. There's a lot of repeat questions. It's where, what sort of pub should I go to? Does this what pubs let dogs in. So I don't know if you ever noticed my Twitter lists are possibly the most comprehensive Twitter list in Sheffield. I've spent yeah. hours putting every single account oh, I've ever followed really on a know. Twitter list. Oh yeah. yeah the, the lists so, are amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I can't like IT stuff's got about 400. I've got like 1100 musicians or something on there or anybody links to music. Right. And they're nearly all Sheffield based every, yeah. that's on there. Um, so they're real directories of yeah. where to find. So, so often I, I forget it's there myself and people ask me a question like, oh, all the big hotels are booked up. Where yeah. should I stay? And I've just got a list of all the B&Bs and stuff that are on that might not necessarily come up very quickly on a Google search, but they're on Twitter. So if you're ever looking for a hotel and the Premier Inn's full, or if you prefer to go somewhere that's not a large corporate, yeah. um, then there's a list of there's hotels. of independent. Yeah, that are quite random and all over the place. So that you might never find otherwise. So yeah, I do try and push people to look at the list, but I don't think people quite. I, I don't get think people there. understand Twitter lists at all. No. Full stop. No. It's, a, it's a, such a powerful feature of Twitter that yeah. is absolutely underappreciated and used. I think there's about 150 but lists. Bloody hell. And I reckon, I think. From when I realised that Twitter lists were so useful after yeah. about, I don't know, I probably had about 8,000 followers. Yeah. Every single account that I've followed since then has been put on a Twitter list or other. Yeah. So they're quite comprehensive if you ever need something quite specific. Yeah, what a great asset. I mean, it's always, and one of the things that's always struck me, I mean, about Help Sheffield is, I mean, just just the fact that it exists, just the fact that someone just, you know, decided that they would take it upon themselves. I was bored. Yeah, <laughs> to do this. <laughs> um... But that it's, you know, it's it's so unofficial. Like, I think maybe people think it's some kind of people, official paid council initiative. Yes. People the, are convinced that there's some yeah. corporate behind it. And I tell them it's just me and my phone and they're just like, but how? Why? Yeah, no way. Surely not. How could, how could a private individual with a bit of time spare create something so comprehensive and useful? There's got to be an angle. There has well, to be an angle. Well, I, I don't. The, the angle to start with was to try and help people, and then yeah, well, no, no, I, I no, get no, it, Phil. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to move on. I would like it to be, develop into something, but it hasn't, and I'm not sort of pushing it to go anywhere. It can stay where it is, and I'm quite happy with it. Um, but people are always like, "How much money have you made out of it?" Yeah. And the true answer to that is, I think I've had four meals. 
just the opening of new restaurants and people go, do you want to come and eat some food? And then reviewers, yeah. like, don't do restaurant reviews, but I'll come and eat your food. Um, and so, add you to my list of restaurants. Yep, yeah, they're on there. Yep. If, you, if you're in, you're on, your, on a list. Some people do back, have a bit of a backlash against the list though, don't they? I get private messages saying, don't add me to a list. And I'm like, why? What is it that you don't want to be added to a list for? Especially when you have a business. I've had that a few ah. times. Don't put me on a list. Oh, yeah. Just like, not a bad list. <laughs> yeah, again, because they don't understand what to put to a list. Yeah. Like the naughty step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're on some kind of mailing list. Yeah. Or, you it's, know, like, no, it's just a list for like, other people. It's not really yeah. for my use, even. So, yeah. Of course, you get notified when you get put on a list. So you do. Like, yeah. and I, think, I think, yeah, exactly. So people don't know what it is. Why yeah. have you put me on a list? Yeah. What is it doing? Why am I there? <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I've, I've always imagined, well not always imagined, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I've imagined for quite a long time, several years, I've imagined um, kind of the user experience of a visitor coming to Sheffield and engaging with the city's digital kind of environment. Yeah. Um, and so we have, you know, public Wi-Fi. Um, so, but yeah, you'd come in on the train and you'd step into the platform and you'd see how to connect to, to the public Wi-Fi. Um, but I've always imagined it with Help Sheffield as being something that is immediately visible to visitors. Like if you have any issues, if you want to find your way around, if you need help, you know, during your visit, just tweet to Help Sheffield's account and someone will try and help you. And I've always thought that would be just an amazing thing and what a, what a, what a, you know, unique thing for a city to actually do. Of course, people would then, or, or even more assume that it's an official thing. Yeah. But also, I mean, it, would that just totally inundate you? Would, you know, well, would possibly, you hate but, that to happen because but, it would? No, I quite like the idea. The only the only thing that would worry me about that is if I wasn't quick enough or wasn't right. Good setting enough. an expectation. Yeah. Someone just goes, "Oh, this will be the answer to all my prayers," and then I just come up with some nonsense and they go, "Oh, that's disappointing." Yeah, I'm not asking them again. <laughs> but I do like it when because you will see. There's no I, service level agreement associated yeah. <laughs> with the council. Twenty five years. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Satire. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, so yeah, I do worry about some expectation, but I think people know that they can't expect too much. You, you it's not yeah. there for every city, and if you give it a chance and it gets the right answer, it gets the right answer. I don't think I've let too many people down, or the followers haven't let too many people down over the course of its existence. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that level of expectation, but I would fear that if it went public and everyone's like, oh, this is what I now do as soon as I arrive in Sheffield. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd have to be available because my job, I sometimes in other meetings, I'm like, oh, it might be three hours and you're not going to get an answer because I'm sat talking to people about computers in schools, etc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what you're, what you're providing really is a, is a digital service. Like, it's, it's an entirely yeah. online information service. Information service councils and other and other organizations could easily pay thousands of thousands of pounds for it to have built but you're kind of it's yeah. I th- as much as anything you and similar other similar projects i just love the idea that you can just for no money for without any sort of coding knowledge or any kind of huge expertise you can just set something up and do good and actually and and have a and create a service and then of course you do have the you know you you have to maintain it and there's that's a yeah. sort of a personal decision in an example like help sheffield but that idea that it's so easy now to just do without any any coding knowledge whatsoever you can just set something up on wh- whatever it might be and provide a service of some kind i think it's just such a good example of of that yeah my technical skills are really quite limited as i've saying before that we started recording um you if you listen to the podcast that i do um you'll see that it's quite limited it's a man on a phone in a pub so um 
I do what I can with what I've got, so I don't worry too much about the. And I'm saying that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> what the internet's all about. Exactly. It is. It is. I mean, Chris, you were mentioning, I think, before we started recording, you were talking about democratization yeah. of the internet and, and technology. And it's that fact that anyone can take these tools and put them to use for good. And this is the thing, you know, we, we spend a lot of time looking at all the stuff that's for bad or doesn't work properly or, you know, is full of horrible biases and all that kind of thing. But to actually see that there's a, a simple idea that can tap into the hive mind and the, and the hive energy of a city and mm-hmm. do good things for other people makes me very happy. <laughs> and, you know, and, and um, you were saying, how do people use Help Sheffield? I don't sort of regularly go and scroll down to see what the questions are, but you pop up in my feed and when I'm just scrolling while I have a coffee and I always look at the questions and if there's something where I think I can answer I'll you know chuck something in because you never know it might be useful and that does make me feel like I've done a little something for somebody else out there and I hope that they would do the same for me. I do always want people to copy me back in because I think a lot of the conversations I get removed to the replies. Uh, I'm like, oh, no one responded to that. And then I look at it, it's like 50 replies. I've just not copied back into the responses. So I'm like, oh, I've got job done there. But people probably just, you know, don't want to take up too much of your time. They're probably trying to protect you a little bit from the fire hose. It's like my hobby. That's what I do. If I'm sat in a cafe, people will be looking at their Facebook. I look at Help Sheffield. (laughs) And I I actually spend time searching through various um, key phases, looking for things to answer. I don't just wait for people to come to me. So I will just search things like Sheffield Help, Sheffield Want, Sheffield Wanted on a regular basis. So a lot of the questions that get answered aren't actually asking me. I'm basically stalking people and asking the questions (laughs) that they've asked for Twitter. So a lot of the, I'm coming to Sheffield, what pubs do I go to? They don't know about Help Sheffield, but they'll find out when I arrive in their feed and go, here you go, have some replies from lots of um, happy, joyous people. (laughs) And um, hopefully you find what you need. What what are people's reaction to that when you suddenly just appear? Oh, people, it's very... I've, I've been told to go away before. I didn't ask you. Well, oh, you asked the you asked Twitter. I don't know if you know how this works. This is public, you know. Yeah. People can do this. And yeah. I thought you might like an answer to your question. But if not, I will remove my retweet and you carry on in your merry way. Don't get lost. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Some people are really like, ooh, this is exciting. Have we got, I get quite a few, have we got one of these where I live? I'm like, uh. not, not as far as I'm aware. Although I have actually got all the accounts for... 70 odd different cities. Have you? Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because I, I've seen where you've, you've kind of said, is there anybody in such and such a city who'd like to run help Bristol or, or whatever? And mm. have, have you had any success with that? I've had varied success. What tends to happen, which is partially my fault, I've not really kept in contact with the people that have run it. So, have run it. so people have set up and then done their own thing. Mm. I've put some very sort of basic ground rules as to how... Try not to be too political. Don't annoy people. Don't be too smart. Um, that kind of thing. Don't follow my own rules. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. So those accounts exist, and places like El- Rotherham does still have someone running mm-hmm. it. Um, help York does. Help Bristol. A lot of them have started, and then people have just gone. Oh, I've got got bored of this. Yeah. So I think they think there's not enough know. passionate nutters around. Well, that <laughs> could be the problem. <laughs> if you're out there and you're a passionate nutter. <laughs> and like helping people. Yeah. yeah. I think, because people say, what's the point? It's like, well, the feedback for one, 
the yeah. lovely yeah. warm glow that that might not have got answered by anybody else. They could have spent four days looking for that on Google and never found it. And some bloke who lives next to the thing that they required just goes, it's next door and tells you where it is. I don't know what it is they're looking for. Um, yeah, but you need, you need people that share the same motivations that you do to do it, where you know, there's an intrinsic value in providing a service that helps people and that's what you get yeah. satisfaction from. You're not looking at it as a way of promoting yourself or no. that it will lead to other things. The, it's the, I'll have free it, dinners if people want yeah, to invite sure. me to yeah, You're not going to say no. no. But the, um, the value of it to you is in the doing the thing, yeah. which is why you do it, which yeah. is why you spend time doing it and are not going to stop doing it. No, I, I find that a, like a really troubling point. It's like, when am I ever going to stop this? And I think, I can't really stop it. Can I have to like pass it on to someone? Yeah. This is it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I fear that. Until It's either me or Twitter, whichever one goes yeah. first. <laughs> one, one day there'll be a help Sheffield that comes from, from you saying, is there, so, is there an apprentice out there? <laughs> is there a young person? <laughs> I, I have been quite flattered I've got my own bot. I, someone created oh, really? a help Sheffield bot and just kept retweeting everything I did. It didn't last long, but I just thought, someone actually thinks I'm worth... <laughs> Messing about with even the bot got bored. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I might know who that is actually. <laughs> it's like it's not a confession booth, but please do tell. <laughs> uh, I could well be wrong. I'm not going to say. And it was um, it was once named the tenth most influential account in Sheffield on Twitter. And I thought that's something <laughs> of achievement. And all the ones that beaten it were like public. Sheffield Council and things like that. I thought that's not really influential. That's just telling people stuff. It's really interesting. um, Just just from a Sheffield point of view, the fact that it would originate here and it would people because it's not just you from here, but it's the fact that people engage with it and 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 use it and answer. You know, there's all these people that are kind of answering questions regularly and stuff. Um, There's just something about Sheffield's digital kind of environment, anyway, because this is this is like the the platform of the 2010s versus, um, you know, Sheffield Forum as the platform of the 2000s. Yeah. And Sheffield Forum, you know, I, I went to a, to a big kind of digital um, political conference at the Guardian years ago, 12 years ago at least, you know, it was called Activate, you know, the Guardian used to do this Activate conference and they had people who were involved in kind of digital democracy and and, um, and civic tech and stuff like that from all over the world at this conference. It went for several years. It was a really good conference. I totally blew it after a few years. But anyway, um, and they had a, they had a guy, American guy, who's, um, you know, one of the most well-known um, kind of theorists on digital democracy, talking about um, how different parts of the world can create better environments for democratic exchange and all these, all these things. And he used Sheffield Forum as an example of a city that, that had created, you know, these uh, public conversations yeah. and, and, and exchanges, you know, organically without any, you know, of institutional support or rationale. And it just, it feels like, you know, what you're doing is a continuation. I know Sheffield Forum is still going, but it, its mechanism is kind of the mechanism of the, of, Bringing the world together. Web one. Yeah. 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 Um, Obviously, I'm aware of Sheffield Forum and I used to use it. I think that's the... Not not that it's necessarily the friendliest place in the world all the time. I did like to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I've had quite a bit of stick on there with Sheffield (laughs) Forum. It's like, calm yourself down. That's what I do. I do find that with Help Sheffield, though. There's very little antagonism, I do find. People sometimes use humour in their replies. I'm like, that's not funny. Um, so try and get rid of that. But yeah, I, I do think there's um, a will amongst the Sheffield people. Obviously, I've tried to get it going in other cities, whether there wasn't the same will 
of the person operating the account or whether there wasn't the same will of the people following it. Mm. I don't know. Um, I've probably put, well, I have put more effort into this than anyone else in any other city would have. But obviously the uptake and the reaction Mm. has been made it worthwhile. Otherwise I wouldn't have continued. It'd been like, six million billion other Twitter accounts that have started lasted three weeks and are still on there. It's like, no, just delete it and move on. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting because with the Sheffield digital slack, um, when we set that up, we really didn't know how it would work or what sort of conversations there would be on there. Yeah. Whether there'd be much engagement, whether there'd be much engagement, but the thing that always astounds me is whenever anyone puts any kind of question up within half an hour, they've got three, four, 10 useful replies. And then sometimes there'll be a thread and a conversation and there, and there is helping going on, whether it's about a really, really techie subject or something random, like, you know, does anyone know where I can get good fence panels or, or that kind of thing. And there's, it's almost like there's this special, willingness within the community to give a little something back. Yeah. Um, I don't think it should be diminished in any way, shape or form and highlighted massively. As we said before we started, we we're talking about the negativity of social media, mm. but the huge benefits that it offers to so many people. I've had quite a few people send me sort of private messages on Twitter saying, I don't get out much, physically can't get out much. And mm. I spend half of my time reading your tweets and replying and looking at the answers. And it just keeps me in touch with the world, basically, mm. in a way yeah. that I couldn't physically. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to contribute to society. Yeah. If yeah. They and feel part of what's going to. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think things like that are massively underestimated and yeah. so their impact um, on people who have such problems or difficulties or what have you. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, it speaks to your impacts. It's not just that you're impacting on people who have got problems to solve. Yeah. It, no. you're, you know, you're providing a benefit to the people who are contributing to doing that and yeah giving them a way to help because if you're sat at home when i'd like to help someone but i can't get out it's obviously a much more restrictive help setup that you've got going on you say that you've uh, started a help sheffield podcast i have been doing that a while have you been tempted to turn the twitter account into any other formats apart from a a podcast you can tell us what the podcast is actually that'd be useful but i'm thinking like a another uh, uh, website directory, that kind of thing? Um, I haven't yet. I've got a very basic website that I've started in the last month or so that's basically got a link to all the podcasts. It's got a link to all the twi- Twitter feed and then it has got room for me to put um, blogs on there. Um, I've done a couple of blogs. Um, actually, possibly looking for contributors to the blog. I don't really have a, a remit or an idea as to what that might be. It'll just be Sheffield interest blogs and see what people pick up on and what they want to interact with. Um, I've tried doing Help Sheffield on Facebook with a select group of friends and just the format and the algorithms and the annoyance of Facebook just does <laughs> not lend itself to it. It was like, I was asking people, it's like, have you replied to that question? Like, yeah, did that person couldn't see it, that person saw yeah. it, it disappeared after three minutes. Just like, I don't know what you're doing, Zuckerberg, but you're messing with my mind. So um, he got ditched. Um, <laughs> in terms of... What were you thinking specifically? I wasn't thinking anything. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I think I was, I, I think... Um, Monetizing, that's what you were thinking. I, I, <laughs> potentially, because it's always in the back of my head somewhere. But I was, I, I guess I was thinking that um, there's an argument for both ways of doing things. So if something's successful, then 
which it is, it's like, you know, demonstrably a success, then you, the temptation is to just do more stuff and add more things. But actually, I think there's a value in just doing one thing really well. Yeah. And I wonder if this is, uh, that this is, a, it might be a really good, especially as it's just you at the yeah. moment. Like until you have a team of people, it feels like just make sure that you do that one thing like really, really well, like you are doing. Uh, or, or not, not, does that sound like more like an order? That's what you should do. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, try, it's trying to find that balance. Like, as I'll it, take it on board. As, someone, as the person behind it trying to make a decision. It's like, do you try and expand and do other things or do you just like say, well, this is, this is really working and this is, this seems to be like the, the right format as opposed to Facebook. Yeah. And so great. Stick with it. Well, the podcast only came about because the person who started off the podcast with uh, the Twitter account with me and left after three weeks wanted to do a podcast. And it's like, Oh, you've got a very bad audience. <laughs> Can I use your audience that I abandoned after three weeks? Um, and in order to do that, yeah. you're welcome, Lewis. Um, <laughs> you've done the groundwork. Yes. Yeah, all the groundwork. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a graphic designer about possibly doing some help Sheffield t-shirts and possibly doing some fundraising through that. Um, I don't actually need any money to run the account, so I'll just accept meals. Um, so yeah, I, I was looking into something like that. I'm happy to collaborate with anybody. If anybody's got any ideas, things they want to do, they can, yeah. I say use the brand. I don't know if I want to open myself up to that exactly. Collaborate. Uh, collaborate, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not losing control of it, um, because I don't trust anyone apart from me. Um, so yeah, there's possibilities. I've just not really thought about it. I've probably got enough spare time to do something, but just not got there yet. Great. And what have you learned um, as a as a as a person on the internet, as a IT person? <laughs> what 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 do you think the project's taught you? Um, that people are much more available, accessible, happy, friendly, helpful than the mainstream media would have you believe. And that, is, that just warms my heart so much because I've, there have been occasions recently when I've gone on to my various social media and thought, you know what, I think I'm just going to bin the whole lot of it and just walk away because it's so ugly and depressing. Yeah, I, I sort of get that on my personal stuff, uh, particularly on Facebook, but I've I've basically got rid of anybody who annoys me because I do do quite a couple of other things on I know this is not what I'm here for I'm here to talk about Help Sheffield but I do do Sheffield Litter Pickers as well Ah. which is another example of people doing great things around the city that's got um, that's a Facebook group Facebook group's got 1700 likes and nearly 2000 um, Twitter followers so that's arranging litter picks around the city so again that, that sort of came out of Help Sheffield so um, people said, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. And a lot of mm. people was copying me into litter pigs that they were doing. Um, so I sort of sort of doing my own, then got in touch with someone who said they were going to start a Facebook page and didn't know how to do the Twitter. So I've started doing the Twitter for that as well. And what other projects do I, I do something else on Facebook? No, I've abandoned that one. <laughs> I do something else on Twitter. My brother's got, um, like a, a thing that he does where he's training people with chef skills. Ah. So he's training people who wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity how to do basic chopping and making of products. Um, so I do the Twitter for that as well. So that the Twitter side of it came out of the Help Sheffield and wanting to be able to get a bigger audience for various things in that way. Yeah. Have you always been a doer? Um, I don't think I have. Um, I think the Help <laughs> Sheffield made me into a doer. That's encouraging for a lot of people. Yeah, I think, <laughs> as I said before, I feel like I can't leave it now. It's become part of me and if 
I often get introduced, especially if you're going to something like a networking event. It, this is Phil. He does help Sheffield. And you're just like, all oh, right, that's me then, is it? Yeah. It's, it could be worse. It could be this is Phil. He teaches a really boring computer program to people in schools. <laughs> so, you know, swings around about. That is also true, though. <laughs> it is also true. But I'd rather be the help Sheffield man. Yeah. I, I've had a couple of people who've met me and gone, oh, you're the help Sheffield man. Yeah. I get really genuinely excited. It's quite a privilege to have <laughs> you here. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> I'm going to ask for your autograph after. We've got, we've got Jess Ennis, we've got Jarvis Cocker. <laughs> and a man on the phone. Yeah. Actually, um, has, has anyone ever done a profile on you and on Help Sheffield, like Star or Telegraph or um, any of our local media? I've had a very small bit in the Sheffield Star, I think. I don't think there's been anything major done on it. Um, I had someone do something for an independent magazine when I first started that I can't even remember the name of, but okay. it did get published. Um, that was a tech type thing. Um, or just like the one to many idea of it. And we're, I think hoping to steal it, but I don't know what happened to that. No, no, I seem to be quite sort of on my own. Everybody knows about it, but no one. Yeah. You're, you're just part of the, part of the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it does feel like sometimes because yeah. no one sort of comes to me. Cause Every, everybody would miss you if you, if you, if you oh, stopped yeah. doing it oh, like massively, I've been told everything that kind lot, of takes yeah. it for granted. And I think maybe it's time that, you know, some of our bigger media outlets actually <laughs> paid attention to the fact that you've been doing it for seven years. Cause that's it, a hell of an achievement. In the last two weeks, Sheffield council have started copying me into their tweets, ah. which I just oh, think. Oh, recognition. <laughs> wow. So someone's noticed. I think people notice just, I, as I say, because I think they think it's a corporate yeah. person behind it, they're just like, oh, this is just going to carry on. And No, in, until someone does profiles on you, a bit yeah. like this podcast, but, you know, we have a very limited audience compared to the whole of the city. I think people are going to think that. And the fewer think people think that, the better, I think, because yeah. I think they'll really appreciate it more. It's possibly true. Seems like a good place to stop. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Very much appreciated. And um, uh, where do we... At Help Sheffield on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, is, is, there, is there any way that our community can help you out and, and promote more stuff? Um, I'd like people to um, use me, for a better phrase, <laughs> to use the Help Sheffield account to promote their stuff. I often see people putting tweets out saying, can I get this, that and the other? I only find them because I search for them. I don't think that that many people, especially in the digital world, actually copy me into things. So if you are doing, I don't know, a book launch, a gig... So much on Twitter complaining. Yeah, so much on Twitter, people going, oh, people didn't come up to this, people didn't turn up to that. What's happened to Sheffield? There's no money. And why aren't people engaging with this, that and the other? And I think, well, I've got, I know it's not the answer to everything, but I've quite happily share any Sheffield events that people have got going on. I am trying to, I've been trying to use like hashtags to make people use the same thing, like Chef events. I quite, so if I tweet about an event, I use that hashtag, yeah. Chef jobs, um, Chef, anything starts with Chef, although people keep writing Sheffield, I'm like, it's too many characters, stop it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I do try and get people to use sort of that format for whatever they're doing. And so that if someone does want a job, they just search Chef Jobs and there should be, there's quite a few recruitment agencies use it. Um, and just to keep it sort of... We, we could build, we, we tweet about all the jobs that go on our job board. So we could just add that hashtag into our script and it would do yeah. it straight away. Yeah, we could just, that, that would... That seems like a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Phil. No Thanks, problem. Phil. And that's it. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, which we recommend you do, you can do that in Apple Podcasts or whichever app that you use to listen to your podcasts. You can find that more at sheffield.digital slash podcast and we post all episodes on the Sheffield Digital website. Feel free to spread the word too and uh, we'll speak to you on the next one.